0: Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast, where we're to the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the founder of of Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Josue. He is the CMO over at reply by First of all, thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure having you. And between you know things that had happened, uh, people being sick and whatnot, we kept pushing this back. I think we like five, probably more times. But I'm glad we finally got to make it happen. And uh, to get started, Josue, why don't you just tell us, you know, I think first, just give a little bit of background on yourself, you know, like what you've been doing, how did you get involved with Reply-By, and, and what's really been the journey so far?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So again, pl- pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, glad to be able to finally <laughs> finally make it work. Um, so so yeah, I mean, it start, so I started... Say with reply by, you know, back in July, 2018 um, at the time, you know, we were, we we're pretty much a service-based business, not much of a SaaS uh, company, uh, but we did have a unique product and technology um, that essentially enables sports to have the ability to unlock transactions with a simple text. Um, and so the market, you know, at the time was, was BTC. Uh, B two C, you know, the margins were were low, um, and the and the growth was was uh, somewhat limited. Um, so when I came on board, you know, it it changed. You know, we kind of pivoted the business more to be more product based, kind of switched to a SaaS model. Um, the market is is kind of now B two B, selling directly to businesses, enabling with turnkey enabling those businesses with turnkey solutions, and so the margins are a lot higher. Uh, the growth is, you know, seamlessly um, unlimited. So i uh, been able to increase uh, profits tremendously I, by 75% just by kind of switching that business model. So, I, you know, a lot of listeners, you know, I know are, are into the whole idea of SaaS, kind of like the dream behind that, right? And, and so it's, you know, it's very powerful, a model, with, and it's been successful uh, for us. We've been able to grow three uh, three 374% uh, year over year and, you know, kind of like a 15% month to month growth, uh, today. So it's been pretty, pretty exciting, uh, journey so far. Uh, lots, lots to come, lots of curveballs along the way, but certainly excited for, for what's to come, man.
0: Yeah. And, And you mentioned a great point. We were actually touching on that, you know, a little bit before we started recording, but that's just everything that's happening right now. There's uh likely recession if we're not already in it which i think we are and then we have covid which i feel like people think that's the reason for the recession i don't necessarily think so but i think it's one of the things that accelerated it but how you know it was an interesting conversation right before is how this is affecting you know obviously your clients right you mentioned that you're working with a lot of events uh type businesses so they're putting up events like what do you do when all of a sudden they have to cancel, and your services directly, you know, connected to those services that they're using, uh, to those events that they're putting together? So, what are some of the things that you think, you know, specifically software companies should be doing when, when you're thrown this type of curveball, and and really it's completely out of you know our uh, control?
1: Yeah. So I mean, in business, there's always going to be things that that are You know, out of our control. So this is obviously at at a massive scale, and it's not individual to to any particular business. It's not individual. It's it's not like specific to any industry. Even it just spans across industries. Uh, For us, you know, a lot of our customers are in the sports and entertainment space. You know, higher education space. Some of the hardest hit industries uh, with all this stuff happening. I mean, even when. Uh, when it kind of all started to take a ripple effect, you know, I feel like when the NBA announced that they were canceling, you know, susp- or suspending, I should say their their season, it's it just was a domino effect after that, right? And so psychologically, the power that that has in the industry and in the, on the consumer side of things is it's huge. And so you know, for us, this is an opportunity, and and I suggest this to be the case for, for any, you know, SaaS company is it's an opportunity to, to go beyond the line of duty, right? It's an opportunity to show your customers how much you truly care, focusing really on customer retention because just because you have a SaaS model that is somewhat predictable in in terms of what monthly recurring revenues, uh, annual recurring revenues, it's like, here's the thing. I mean, even those annual deals, like, three, six months from now, they might not renew simply because you just, you just been cut out of the budget. Right. So it's, it's kind of like one of those things that like you have to maximize on the fact that, you know, your, your product is so essential that even during these times you have to be able to increase consumer adoption user adoption, right? Like you're, if your usage is high, then that's going, that's going to be a good indita- indicator that you're, but you're not going to be cut out of the budget, right? And so that's why it's so important to focus on customer retention, really focusing um, on, on serving your customers. How, what, what can you do having, you know, higher profit margins? Maybe you're not specifically uh, driving a lot of customer acquisition. Maybe you cut back on your marketing spend and that's okay. You know yeah. it just focus on retaining what you already have and you know a lot of customers especially if you're serving SMBs which we're not but you know m- maybe some of of the listeners you know are serving a lot of SMBs and, and maybe a churn rate is, is at an all-time mm-hmm. high right maybe on. a lot of cancellation requests coming through and so one great thing to, to do is like as opposed to canceling a council together like be flexible in providing the ability for, for accounts to pause, right? It's like, Hey, you know, can we put you on a pause for, you know, for a month or two, right? As opposed to just kind of losing the business altogether. Right. Because if you do, what happens is that like you, you're, you're chasing back, you know, all the, all those, all those people that were once your customers. Right. And the thing is that like right now people are panicking, right. And it's like cancel, 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 you know, lower operational cost. And the reality is once things, at all which they will eventually you know they're going to then realize wow this this we, we canceled this platform but this is really a, an instrumental part of our in-place operations once everything kind of has normalized itself right but as opposed to losing that all you know you can just pause that account and kind of pick up that business once once things settle down a little bit
0: is there some interesting points and something something that just came to mind, right? Like like I feel like there's a lot of different ways to go about it and saving money, obviously. But if right, like, like right now, people like you myself and and a lot of people in the space, right. With, with software and stuff like that, a lot of the people already work remotely, but Mm -hmm. personally, and and I've talked to other people about it and we've realized, you know, people are going to realize how easy it is to work remotely. If they're able to organize things, if we're able to communicate and collaborate and everything as a team, And maybe it'll be a a tipping point, right? Where a lot of the, maybe not the entire world, right? Like like that's impossible, but a a big amount of people are gonna switch over to working remote just because they know, well, they're gonna save a ton of money on overhead. uh, First of all, Uh, people are gonna be happier overall because they get to spend time with their families. But what I'm trying to get to here is what if instead of realizing that, you know, this product, like, some of these people that are working remote now are going to realize and want to keep it that way, which could be possible for software for people that are getting rid of software companies, right? If I cut you out and I and I did you know well without your software during this time, that means I can get rid of you completely and still do relatively you know the same things that I was doing before. Uh, maybe it's a couple of steps more or something, but we figured out a way to do it without your software specifically. So I think that goes, you know, to say if, if you're able to, instead of completely cutting people off, which it goes back to your point, right? Uh, just giving that, that flexibility to pause or maybe even just retain their, their account for 50% off or something because they're not going to be even using it or, or not using it to its full potential because they can't do it because your clients uh, are currently, you know, turned off or something. So I think yeah. just, just working on those retention tactics to make sure that people are staying, you know, uh, be even if they're paused, even if you're not making any money from them, you're going to be making no money from them regardless if they end up just canceling completely. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good way to just save some of that, you know, LTV down the line. Uh, and, and another idea that I had is for when things do get better, which they will, do you think it'll be smart for businesses to have some sort of incentive to go with their service since people are going to be, getting out of a tough time or something like that. So, Oh, come to us. We have, you know, three months for uh, a discount or something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, so to your point is, you know, it's, Hey, you know, if, if you can offer a discount and, and people stay on board and, and kind of shift more to a usage model based on activity, like being like Slack is a great example of this and they've done it like prior to this whole, you know, thing with coronavirus, like, they have a system in place to where like inactive users basically don't get billed, right? So like I say, if you have an account with Slack, with 100 enterprise account, 100 100 people, you know, if 20% of those users are not active, those accounts kind of fall into inactive mode, which means that that automatically lowers your bill. Mm -hmm. Now guess what happened with this, right? Like everything flipped, right? Like their business model was perfect for this because all those people that were inactive, Their accounts were active, but the users were active, right? So once you become active, your payments are already on file and you're just getting billed, right? Because you just became an active user. Right. Um, And so, you know, kind of thinking about that, something like that, as far as trials, I mean, I, for us specifically, what we're doing is we're giving people free trials. And (laughs) the reality is that like we never did before. Um, You know, we never did. And so now it's like, we're 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 using this to to get in front of people that otherwise we wouldn't get in front of, right? And, and just stop telling them it's like, hey, you know, this 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 crisis presents us uh, with an opportunity to go beyond the line of duty, and as as our humble effort to provide some sort of relief, this is what we're doing, right? And we say, hey, you know, we're offering you a sixty day trial, and it's going to end March thirty first. If you you know, if if you, if you come on board March 1st, well, you're going to have a month for free. If you come on board tomorrow, you're going to have 60 days for free. Right. But the the free trial is up till May 31st. And it just kind of gives people a window of time to, to kind of breathe, but still have that sense of urgency. It's like, Hey, if you want to take advantage of this, the sooner you get on board, the more time you're going to have. But then what happens is that obviously after that, you know, you're going to have a sales conversation because they've utilized it. You know, you've been a helping hand and in, in, in their mo- most dire time of need, right? right? And so you have 60 days to build that relationship, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you're not trying to sell, you know, you're, you're not trying to sell them. You're not trying to be pushy. It's like, we're just trying to help, right? And the reality is that, you know, a lot of SaaS models, like the margins are huge. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you, if, you know, I know, a lot of folks, you know, listening might be bootstrapped, right? Might be having, ca- you know, low cash reserves. Like I get it, you know, I get it. And there's no, there's no reason why you still wouldn't be doing a, a trial, though, because you can, you can do a limited trial, right, and still protect your margins, right? Maybe you do a limited trial based on specific usage limits, and and still protect your margins. So figure out how much value you can provide, but just keep in mind that the more value you provide up front, the more, the more you're going to get on the back end. Right. Right. So in our mind, it's like, okay, well, budgets are frozen, but if we, if we, you know, if we bring in, say, you know, just to throw out a number and make the the math simple, if we bring on a hundred, a hundred people on trial, we know how much, how much our customers spent on average, Mm-hmm. Right. And so we quantify that. It's like, okay, well, if we bring a hundred people, right, and we can convert at least on the low low end of things, 20% of those a hundred trials, and then we times by our LTV.
0: It's gonna be the then, best month. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: It's you know what I mean? Like everything you missed on for the last two months is all right. gonna come back on you on the back end, plus mm-hmm. all the all the outreach, right? everything you're going to do you know well, it's not even that, that right? like
0: you got to think about like obviously those things but also second third fourth order consequences right if, if you're doing this as a good deed the the truth of the of the matter is that those people that you're helping out they're going to tell other people that first of all you help them out and obviously that the product is great and and you know all those things so it's just gonna snowball into i think a, a huge opportunity for people and and i see a lot of You know, a lot of companies taking advantage of this time to, like you said, like either you're giving a free trial or uh, if you're looking, for example, I think crisps.ai, which is a a tool that I use to remove like background sound and stuff like that. They're giving the product for free to students and and education and stuff like that. Right. So they're just adding users, probably a huge rate right now because of word of mouth. If I'm a student, you know, I, I typically wouldn't say right now I'm using this tool, but because it's free and and I see that you now have to work from home and you have a bunch of noise, try it out. And now they're going to go to their network and do that same thing over and over again. And it's just going to create this massive thing. And once you know it, you know, oh, well, we only did this because we wanted to help out and now prices are going back to normal and you can get it, you know, maybe if you act within the next 10 days, you can get it at a discount or, you know, whatever it it may be to create that incentive to to bring them on board. Uh, Absolutely. I think it goes, you know, two different ways. You can either think of this as a a time of just, you know, complete loss, or you can find a way to create a a minor pivot or maybe a big pivot and still find the light through, through, I guess, you know, all the darkness if you want to call it that. But I think people can definitely leverage this time to, to do some really good things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for us, it's like, we're not steering away from, from the people that we've served, (laughs) you know, for the past years right like fundamentally we we serve people in sports and entertainment higher education for the most part i mean we have other other people other customers in other industries but that's kind of like our our core market right our niche so to speak and just because all of this happens it's like we're not gonna you know get away from that we're not gonna lose focus we're still gonna look to serve those people while still being opportunistic right in other different um, areas and thinking, okay, well, what, are, what are some of the areas that we could perhaps ex- expand to right. and kind of, you know, in a, in a future case scenario, be in a much better spot where we can still kind of ramp up acquisition on that specific industry, right? Like for, for us, it's going to be e-commerce, right? And we're already building the, the fundamental blocks towards that. Uh, building a Shopify integration, kind of like all the all the process, you know, all the technology that works right now with our integrations with all the ticketing platforms, Ticketmaster, Flash Tickets.com, Tickets.com, etc., that we've proven in the sports space, we're going to take it to the e-commerce space, right? So it's not like we're not creating a whole different product, we're not changing the business model. It's just a matter of how how can you take your existing solutions and plug them in into a different industry. That perhaps is going to give you that versatility of like, in a time like this, had we had that in place already, we would yeah. be focusing on customer acquisition on the retail e-commerce side of things that so clearly they're doing well, right? right? And then kind of focus on customer retention, on the higher ed sports
0: and entertainment mm-hmm. space. That's awesome. That's really cool. Now, to talk a little bit more about, you know, before this entire thing happened, what were some of the biggest marketing challenges that you were faced with as a CMO?
1: Oh, biggest marketing challenges. I think, you know, I, I think early on, I, I was, I was taking, you know, and, and it, it was kind of like something that we learned as, as we went. We, I was taking more of like a spray and pray approach um, of, of just kind of trying to serve everybody at the, at the same time and, and, and kind of like cast my net really, really wide and see what's, st- what's stuck. Um and I found that like those those efforts were just um I mean I guess it, it was a learning experience, right? <laughs> but um looking back then i would have I would have kind of like honed in a lot a lot sooner um in terms of messaging, but also like outreach, and the way i would I would go about kind of systemizing my my specific um outreach to be like super, super uh, honed in, not just at the industry level, not just on the account level, but also at the department level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with bigger enterprise clients, if you're trying to go for, say, you know, higher education space, for instance, you go to the higher education space, that's, that's your account. You you can identify the accounts that you want to hit, but as opposed to going to the top, right, you can go by department and so that for us has yielded a lot more uh results so one of the big uh, the bigger challenges you know early on was just kind of cracking that and so now it's been great because you just kind of build a moat around you know that specific space right Mm -hmm. so it's not the higher education space it just kind of becomes more of a smaller smaller blue ocean Mm -hmm. that you can operate a lot more efficiently
0: what kind of marketing is it that's, that's brought the, the most results? Are you guys doing like cold outreach, uh, any PPC, you know, direct mails or to schools or something like that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're, we have text messaging solutions, but unfortunately with those you can't do cold, uh, cold prospecting, uh, because of, you know, care regulations and whatnot outside of our control. So, uh, we've leveraged, uh, email for the most part. Yeah. So cold emails have been instrumental, um, Sales and marketing outreach um, with uh, MixMax is the tool that we use, yeah. and so just being being super, um, yeah, super honed in and the people that we want to serve yield the, the most uh, the most responses, the most you know, the most open rates across the board. But it also has like kind of that domino effect where you know, if you make an acquisition, say within a state, you can kind of leverage that name to reach out to other higher education institutions within that state or within the same, um, sports conference even, or, or just across, you know, across departments. Um, but, but yeah, cold emailing man has been, has been the name of the game for us. In fact, you know, it's what we've done early on. Um, we're currently not even doing PPC. Um, we've, uh, we're we're in the process of <laughs> we're in the process oh, so of implementing that I'm cracking down on the funnel. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think for starters, you know, we're gonna do we're we're still gonna go ahead and do retargeting because yeah. because why not? I mean, because we're we already have all the lists, right? We already have all the lists. It's just about plugging in that data. Granted, you know, all those business addresses are not going to yield the very high match rate with say, you know, Facebook ad audience database, you know, it might be a 30, 30, 40% match if you're lucky, but, um, you can run those retargeting ads, you know, at very small budgets, right? So, um, going cold specifically, um, uh, might, might be put on hold, but I don't, I don't know, man, you know, you, you'll probably speak more, more to that, but, um, well, from what I hear, you know, it, it's, it's low, right? A lot of people, a lot of companies that hold their budgets, So, um, The CPAs and and CPLs are coming down, but granted, you know, you have to, you have to look at how is that going to, you know, affect, uh, from the conversion standpoint, right? Like you might have a lot of leads, but not a lot of people actually spending money and for our specific, uh, industry and kind of what we're focusing on, we, we just, you know, we've just learned from our customers, from the people that we're reaching out. It's like, Hey, you know, love it. We're interested, but you know, give me, give me a week or, or you know, give me, <laughs> yeah, give me a couple months. It, it just varies from a couple of weeks. You know, right. I think the, the people that are saying a couple of weeks are just kind of a little bit more, uh, um, you know, optimistic and perhaps in States that haven't been as effective, but yeah. people out in the East coast, Oh man, you know, they're, they're just, yeah, they're, they're hurting. They're, they're telling, yeah, talk to me in two three months, you know, so it just kind of varies across the board.
0: Totally. Now, when you say cold emailing, are you guys doing like, like you literally, like you said, mix match. I don't think I've heard of that before, but I'm guessing it's a, an email automation tool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's cold email automation tool. I mean, think think like, or it's, well, what are some other solutions out there? Like outreach, reply bot, reply.io, um, auto close is another one, which is fairly small, um, pipe drive, I believe. So, so yeah, I mean, just, just cold email automation for prospecting purposes. So, you know, you're able to do to build sequences and whatnot, but it's, you know, our approach is not like you're not sending marketing emails, right? I say sales and marketing because essentially you are doing that pitch, but the idea is that you're asking for the call, right? You're asking for a 15 minute conversation to have a discovery call. And then from there you take them to product demonstration and spend a little bit more, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes.
0: Is that the, like you literally just sending an email and say like, this is a product, would you get a, like to get on a call? Or I guess just for the people that are listening, you know, what is the, the approach behind, you know, the secret formula here that you've cracked so far? Is it, you know, are you trying to not, not to, you know, obviously not deceive people, but like, what is the approach to get them to actually to reply? Is it really just, you know, asking for them if, if they want to try a call out or something like that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, so the golden rule when, when you're trying to, to do cold emailing is delivering a personalized message that is both timely and relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I truly believe in that. So a lot of people do kind of take this spray and spray and pray approach. Right. And the spray and pray and pray approach is that you have like these massive like audiences and you are like, Oh, fantastic. I'm going to send out a thousand emails today, you know, and maybe you split it across, you know, four different email aliases, you know, you're sending 250 emails per alias because you you know you're you're limited by if you're using the Gmail API, you're limited by by 300 email sends uh, a day. So, and you have to warm up to it. By the way, uh, so for you, for those of you listening, you know, don't go out and just you know start hashing out 300 emails a day. You need to build up email reputation, but also the reputation of that sending alias, that e- sending email alias. So maybe you want to start at the low end. You know, 20, 25. And kind of ramp up from that we're kind of already ramped up to the to the point that we can send you know uh, 200 300 uh emails a day without kind of running into problems is still optimizing for those open rates etc um so the basic email structure is basically you know first of all you're looking at 150 characters to 200 uh 150 to 200 words sorry not characters so you're establishing report you're building credibility and authority your calling out two pain points that you know the customer has because you're an industry expert and you've done your research right Mm -hmm. and then number three you ask for the call and you always ask for the call on a question it's like can i have 20 you know can i have 20 50 or 15 minutes of your time you're very specific about your request Mm -hmm. and you asked uh in the form of a question and then uh, that's the first email then the second email is like super brief like the second email always comes as a reply to the first email it's you know you're two sentences. It's like, no, I haven't heard back from you. Is this something you're, or you're, you're worth exploring? Question mark. And that's mm-hmm. it. And then I send a third email as well. Um, so the whole, the whole sequence typically takes nine days. Sometimes it takes less depending on, on just kind of what, what the urgency is like right now our sequences are like every two days, right? You're hitting people up because it's, it's kind of like a timely thing and you're really just trying to help. Um, but you know, you don't, you don't include any links, none of that. It's just like, you're, you, you know, you're, you're just being very personal. Right. Um, a lot of which I had to let go, man, coming from, from a marketing background, it's, it's a very different approach to, to really be able to do cold prospecting at scale and take kind of that marketing approach because you really have to change your language, you know, all those direct response, like kind of words, you know, trigger words that you utilize in in PPC, um it's just not going to work with people. Right. So you got to kind of tone it down and and be more uh man to man so to speak and and make them feel that you're actually crafting that message mm-hmm. and you've really taken the time. And so uh data management's huge uh having accurate data as well. So um Outside of that, I mean, it's just timing, right? Some people you're gonna hit up. Like we've been hit. He- there, there's accounts that we've been hitting he- up for months, dude, yeah. and they have been unresponsive, and they've been opening emails, right? Like you have the data. They've been opening emails, but they haven't responded, and and now with this, you know, trial offer, they're responding, right? Yeah. So um, again, it's just presents you all this stuff, man. It just presents you with an opportunity to right. to really. Get in front of people that you otherwise wouldn't have and these are conversations that are going to end up being you know five-figure deals right and, and and just one department right and and again it's like you you sign one department then it kind of takes the ripple effect onto others so there's a lot more to be had it's just a matter of like are you know are you getting in front uh, in front of the customers at the right time and the the, the sales and marketing playbook right now, it's very different than it was, you know, even a month ago. Yeah, it's just you have to, you have to be able to show uh, more, like more empathy and more sympathy, human. even within your emails and, and more make it more human. Because I mean, I'm, I'm a, like, when it comes to business, I'm all about business, right? I'm super straightforward. But even now me, it's like, dude, I mean, I, at least one sentence, it's just about like, you know, I hope, I hope everything's okay with you, yeah, your family. team, your family. Yeah. Like you guys are safe, s- safe and whatnot. First and foremost, first sentence, right? And believe it or not, that's that's gone a long way, dude. Because you know we're we're as a nation, we're in this together. So
0: now to kind of switch into I, first, I think those were awesome tips for anyone that's you know looking to 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 ramp up any sort of email marketing, quote uh, prospecting type effort. Uh, so thank you for that. But to switch over to a more personal side of things of, you know, running the, the, the marketing department for a company and, and having, you know, to deal with this and, and really growing the company. What are some of the things that you personally are very good at?
1: Oh, some of the things that I'm personally good at. Um, I'd like say if, I got.
0: If I, if I ask you like, what's the best thing you could possibly do? uh like if you could do one thing and, and you just know every single time you do it you're going to crush it what is that
1: yeah so before you know before i started with um with reply by it was i i i, th- I think it would have it would have been ppc spe- specifically with facebook and instagram um i've i've taken a deep dive into into this this cold email prospecting stuff and did we back in, back in September of 2018, we launched in beta and right now we're like in excess of $400,000 annual recurrent revenue. And it's, it's all been through cold email. Um, can I amplify that 10 X with PPC? Sure I yeah. can. And I believe there's going to be a time for that. Um, but I'm a huge believer in, in the cold email strategy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it's, 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 it's rather ironic. I I don't think I'm the most excited about cold email kind of as, as how, as, as what it's the opportunity it presents and where it's going like two, three years from now, I I still think that that's text messaging, which is, you know, why we're in the space and kind of like in the forefront of all of it. I'm the most excited about text messaging because, consumer attention. It's all going to mobile, right? You live in a day and age where 50% of plus consumers, uh, prefer mobile as, as their preferred device, right? 78%, 78% of consumers wish they, they could text businesses. Um, and then they can't. Right. So I think like, it it's kind of like the point where there's going to be, there's, there's a radical shift of like,
0: tipping point.
1: Yeah. We're, we're like consumer, consumer adoption is there to the point that, now businesses are going to take much more atten- uh, 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 right. pay more attention because where the attention is the money follows mm-hmm. right and so i believe text messaging is positioned to be what email was say 10 years ago right mm-hmm. and so you know for us you know at reply by it's like we aim to be you know the easiest way to start a conversation you know, and, and close to sale. And and so, no, it's, it's exciting, right? Because our solutions today, you know, are are enabling businesses to collect payments with a simple text and manage conversations, uh, one-to-one conversations at scale. And you know, we started doing this like collecting payments back in 20, 2014. Wow. Like, <laughs> text, like Gary Vee wasn't talking about text messaging, yeah. right? Like all these people that, that are kind of, in the forefront, they weren't talking about text messaging and a lot of people didn't believe that people would actually conduct purchases, you know, via text and we, and we proved that out. Like we've, we've transacted more than $10 million worth of transactions. Um, just people literally natively responding on the messages app and making purchases upwards of a hundred, a hundred dollars, like our average purchase is like $115, right? So it's not like people are buying like uh, you know trinket items of like twenty dollars or less. Mm-hmm. And you know the data that we've been able to collect across the uh, you know across the number of years we've been a business is it's pretty impressive because you know no no other channel converts at, at the rate that that we're seeing. We're seeing two uh, percent conversion rates uh, across the board. So what I mean is like you said you have a 10 K list of mobile subscribers, for instance, 2% of that convert, right? Two per, not, not 2% of the people that respond, but 2% of the people that, that actually you send that message to. So gotcha. that's 200, bu- that's 200 buyers right there. Right? So if you take the average car value that I gave you and I'll say $116, um, that's $23,200 yeah. in added revenue. Now here's the thing. That's not going to take you very much because, the way, like the way our platform design, it's all like flash sales, right? It's kind of like urgency drive, you know, scarcity, right? Limited inventory, kind of utilizing all those crucial elements of marketing. Yeah. So all of that happens in like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So if you have the power to, to send out an offer, a specific offer to an audience, so 10,000 people, 2% conversion rate, $116 average cart value, $23,200 in, in sales in just 30 minutes. Like that's, that's very powerful. And we've seen across the board, you know, with sports teams kind of driving those offers and just being sold out, you know, generating 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in sales. in just a matter of half an hour to an hour. Um, yeah. it's,
0: it's very, very powerful. That's awesome. And you can see that across the board with, with mostly what I've seen it with is e-com, right? Like you subscribe to anything and then next thing you know, you have a text message with an offer trying to get you to buy something uh, and I'm sure, probably you and I and a lot of people have have bit on that, you know, offer of that they sent. It's it's pretty cool to see how how things start to change like that. Now, what is one thing that you're not very good at?
1: Ah, oh, one thing that I'm not very good at. I um, going I have to think about that one, man.
0: <laughs> uh, you're not good at everything.
1: No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm good at everything. I think. I don't know. I, I think probably, probably, but if I, if I were to say something just kind of off the cuff here, probably more traditional methods of marketing. Yeah. Like, I don't know, think like printed material or like billboards and um,
0: I feel like direct
1: mail, like, I don't know, like the stuff so I, I'm like fully digital. Like all the marketing that I've done is like digital. Yeah. So I, I just, I mean, I do have a creative background. I feel like I could provide like good guidance and whatnot, but in terms of like just the strategies and kind of what, you know, what, what works, yeah, I haven't really delved in that space. And quite frankly, I don't really want to, if I can just, I kind of start, get away from it. At that point, dude, if we're, if we're, if we're spending money on like print yeah. and kind of more traditional channels like direct mail, I'd, I'd want to hire somebody that kind of like owns that. Right. And has <laughs> done it for 10, 20 years, totally, totally. but you know, digital is the yeah. way to go. I mean, that's, you, you know, right. I'd be preaching to the choir if I go down yeah. that rabbit hole, but, um, that's, that's my forte and that's a good it. place to be. So <laughs>
0: it, is, it is a great place. Now a couple more questions here. Uh, I don't know if you like to read, but if you do like to read, what is, uh, one of your favorite books?
1: Uh, favorite books, man. So I'm not, I'm going to throw one out there that, that maybe some people might need to right now. (laughs) And it's not, you know, it's not even related to marketing, man. I'm huge in personal development. And so there's this book called uh, the motivation manifesto by Brendan Burchard. Hmm. And I think during times of this, you know, it's, it's a good read. I've gone back to it during these times um, just because you know, I, if I, if I were to describe myself with one word, I, I'd say resilient, right. I, I've been through ups and downs in life, man. I mean, I didn't have a, like a perfect upbringing or privilege right? in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, I've I've been grateful uh, along the way and, and try to build a, a life that, that well, it's, true. it's a lot, you know, it's a lot greater than, than I thought it would be. And, and, provide further contribution to the world and improve my family legacy, et cetera. But that that book, The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard, it, it, just, it, it just strengthens my resolve, man. I mean, it's, it's super motivating. And just the tone of it, um, it it's kind of like the kind of book that I would write uh, based on the tone of it. And, and I, I just like stick kind of like when I read it, I kind of like stand up and That's feel it. like I'm preaching, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm talking to an audience and just, just like, you know, empowering them to to right. be better and, and do better. Okay. And it's just, it's just awesome. But it's, during yeah, these times, definitely. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a great read. So.
0: Yeah. We'll see if, if Amazon wants to ship it. Um, but cool. I'll have to, <laughs> right. check, that I'll have to check that out. And, uh, what are, you know, the one SaaS company that you look up to? I know you mentioned Slack earlier, so I'm guessing you're a big follower of Slack and everything they do, they do everything great, but any other one that you look up to just based on what they're doing? Uh, I guess best the, based on what they're
1: doing right now. I mean, dude, it's it's hard to get away from the, the, the customer, the, the ones that are doing really well right now. So I don't want to like... Um, because I know, I mean, I like Zoom, Slack is just kind of like, yeah, of course they're doing they're doing great. Um, I don't know, I'd, I'd probably say Slack right now.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's a lot of people's favorite. It's just they're doing really really good with their product. Yeah, so that's awesome. I'd, I'd say Slack. I mean, I and 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 part
1: of it is just because of what I explained earlier. Mm-hmm. just the fact that you know that that model was so unconventional and people would be like yeah that's not going to work you know like i'm always rooting for the underdog like mind you like microsoft teams they've added more users than like during the past two weeks than than what slack has in total right so they're the massive 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 um competitor of slack but I'm, i always root for the underdog and it's 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 rewarding to see that like something that people think that's unconventional. Now it's kind of like proven to horrible. work at a massive scale. Yeah. And the, you know, if you're involved in, in, in some capacity a base, but, but specifically from administration standpoint, like think if it was you dude, you'd be so proud of like going into the room and saying, I told you so, yeah. you know, to your board of directors, to all your investors, right? It's like, I told you so. Right. And so like, in a way, that's where we were, you know, when, when we were trying to prove out that this technology would work, that mm-hmm. the consumers will actually purchase, like, that's what we were, we were hearing, like the amount of no's that we would get from investors, is like, no, it's, it's not going to work. Like, it's, you know, there's no way people are going to be, you know, confident enough to, to just transact through text. And, and now it's happening, right. And like, everybody's want to want to jump on it. On board. Of course, we have the technology and kind of like the patents around it, and everybody else who tells you, yeah, they're doing it, but they're just sending out links, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just sending text messages here. Click this link, takes them to a landing page. Right. Oh, it's a mobile optimized landing page. This and that. We do it all natively within message within the messages app. So, cool,
0: cool. And one last question here. Where can people find the online way?
1: Yeah. So the best way to connect with me personally is on my LinkedIn. So, uh, it's linkedin.com forward slash I am Josue Sanchez, uh, on a personal level, you can connect with me there and then, uh, to find us and what we're doing, uh, replyby.com is where we're at. If, uh, if you guys text SAS to two zero one, two three, uh, that you're going to get an auto response, kind of learn more about us and and a discount as well. Um, if, is, is that, is that okay? Can yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, go, go. Okay? I go for it. Cool. Yeah so so I love I love to add, uh to offer a a discount and then um if if you're listening to this episode and it's it's prior to March 31st I love to extend to you a free trial um up to um so March they say March I'm sorry May 31st so May 31st so it's about 60 days from the time this is being recorded I know it's going to be published a little bit later than that but um If, if you're listening during that time, uh, feel free to reach out to me uh, as well, but then text SAS to two zero one, two three. So if the offer is still available, (laughs) you'll see the auto response to the landing page. to get the trial. If it's not, well, you'll give you a 20% discount, I promise. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, great opportunity to take advantage.
0: Thanks. Appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate you doing that for the audience and everyone here. Uh, And again, thank you so much for being on here. It's a pleasure having you. I had a really good time speaking with you and uh, we'll cut it off there. Stay safe and uh, best of luck with everything.
1: Absolutely, man. Cheers. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.